All right, welcome to the Ridgeline Podcast. My name is Wyatt Grumo, and I'm a licensed agent for Ridgeline Real Estate. And today I have Gina with me, like always. But today we have a special guest, Casey Moen. He's a lender with Stockman Bank, and he's going to give us a little information on loans and a few other items about buying a house. So Casey, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're in Great Falls and what you do. Absolutely, you bet. Yep, uh, Montana born and raised, Missoula guy. Um, accepted a job with Stockman Bank. Me and my wife Natalie knew we wanted to move back to Montana almost four years ago now. So it's been March of 2018. Um, been in the real estate business, kind of jumped jumped right in with with no real experience necessary and, and just hit the ground running and, and here we are almost four years into it. That's awesome. Four years? I know. Does that feel like it's... Not at all. I know. That's yeah, crazy. Time, time flies when the market's hot, right? Yeah, yeah. it does. It does. Um, so just kicking it off real fast, what type of loans do you deal with mostly at Stockman? Yep. So personally? my specialty is residential real estate. So, of course, there's, there's, there's many types of real estate, whether it be um, commercial, but anything one to four unit. Um, and that, that encompasses all loan types. So anything conventional, obviously your government products such as, you know, the FHA and obviously we're a huge VA community here in Great Falls. Um, and, uh, gosh, yeah, conventional government products, FHA. Yeah, that's about yep. it, huh? that, is, like, that's that, cover, it. that covers it, right? <laughs> that was quick. Yeah. Um, so what loan do you see most in Great Falls VA or is it kind of spread? Yeah, I mean, so so seventy five percent of the loans that I did this year um, were, were conventional products, and a, a oh, lot yeah. of that a lot of that has to do with a crazy market. You know, seller concessions are tougher and tougher to come by. A lot of those first time home buyers are FHA, and so a lot of people were forced to go into that conventional conventional product to get mm-hmm. uh, to get a, a deal accepted. But but again, a huge VA community, so that would be that would be the yeah, second be the second, second most common. Yep. Wow. Yeah, kind of everybody got pushed into a corner this year. That's that's, that's right. Crazy. Yep. Yeah, yep. Come up with the money and make it happen when you can. Right? Yeah, you, you have know? to. Um, so what What kind of – can you run us through what an FHA is and how would you know what loan you would be using when? Yep, yep absolutely. So, so again, the difference between just your conventional product and your government products, uh, first and foremost, is the property type, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of times folks are coming and they need – um, they are a first-time home buyer. They, they they either need seller concessions or they need a program that's that's low down payment, um, and that pairs well with any programs that like Montana Board of Housing or NeighborWorks would have. Yeah. Um, so again, they they give a very low down payment option to whether it be a first-time home buyer or somebody that's that's owned a home before but but just needs that assistance as well too. Again, like I said, the biggest thing is property type. So we obviously try to get into a conventional product as quick as we can for people. Um, but a government FHA or VA wants to know that the home is safe, sanitary, and structurally sound. So when an appraiser goes out to view that property, again, there can't be any chipping, peeling paint. The roof has to have at least a three-year continuancy. They just want to make sure that these folks are getting into their home for as little money down as possible, but that that structure is as sound, you know, for them. So they're not, you know, coming in with as little as they can, but then having to dump a bunch of money into it. Um, over time, you know, you try to get into a conventional product that way you don't carry that, what they call private mortgage insurance. Right. So if any of us don't have 20% down into our first home or any home, we pay that little pesky portion of our payment and, 
it can be higher with some of those government products so that 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 way yeah. when you get into your second or third home that you can try to get into conventional get in. as fast as you can yeah mm-hmm. it saves you a lot of money that pmi is pretty it, it, you don't realize it until a couple years later down the road and you're like holy i paid that much into that right <laughs> yep and again it's just that little portion that we we hate to not look at but it's just there and it is and as fast as we can get it removed you know we can um and it's it's risk based meaning so if you have a conventional mortgage and your credit score is low you pay higher in that mi yeah, or that mortgage yeah. insurance what's nice about fha is whether your credit score is 800 or 600 it's percentage based so it's the same for everybody which is nice um but again you know yeah. we, we want to get out of it as fast as we can for sure and something into that real too quick is, you know, in this market that we've seen, you know, just in the last 12 months, a lot of these markets have 15 to 20% property value growth anyway. So if fo- folks are staying in their homes and they have mortgage insurance, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get a hold as many people as I can to say, hey, if you're, if you're continuing to be in your property with another appraisal right now, I mean, you got, you've, you've gained that equity just in the last 12 months to, to make that happen. And with a conventional note, if you're in that direction, you know, you can actually call and have that MI removed. So a lot of people have seen 20% increase in their in their value just this year. Um, make a phone call to your servicer, and, and a lot of times they can just pull that portion right off. Yeah, I agree. And I think um, that is something that we need to do better about is um, explaining to buyers what that means, but then also keeping in touch with them after, saying, hey, you, yeah, give your lender a call. Um, your servicer and make sure you can get that taken off because that'll save them money each each year. So that is nice. Um, where do you think interest rates are at right now? Oh, that's the that's the big question, right? So um, I don't know. You know, around the country, as the as the these markets and as the economy starts to stable off a little bit, we're slowly see, seeing that that number creep up just a little bit. You know, do I see? You know, they said 4% by the by the beginning of the year, and we're, we're not even close to that. We're still in the low 3% conventional. Uh, in any 15-year note, we're still in the mid 2%. Um, so it's super affordable, but it, it is. It's trending in that direction. Um, I, I really think there's only one one way for the interest rate to go is, is to creep up a little bit. Um, but it, it's still it's still cheap money, and, and it's still very, very affordable for, for everybody, for sure. Yeah, that's what, you know we try to tell all our buyers too. It's like, yeah, these houses are going to be a little more expensive, but you won't see this interest rate probably likely ever again. I mean, it's the lowest it's ever been. Is that yeah, that's, accurate? You're absolutely accurate. I mean, and we're st- still doing some refinances for folks in the 5 to 7% range, and it's unbelievable to see, you know, what that interest savings is. Um, another analysis that I'd like to put together for folks too is what, what I call like the cost of waiting. So, so say you do wait a year and you say, hey, I'm going to save – the interest rate goes up a half a point and then property value also goes up another ten or fifteen thousand dollars just by that waiting period in the next 12 months it's going to cost you two hundred dollars more a month yeah you know so it's never as you guys know it's it's never a bad time to buy no it isn't no and you know the prices scare people but you look at the interest rate you're really actually just paying more towards your house and not towards a loan and right. that's kind of what you want yep so what can a what can a new person new buyer do best coming down to you to be prepared for you to make your job easiest when looking for a house 
Well, as fast as if, if you know somebody's interested as fast as they can get in that pre-approval process is, is awesome because a lot of folks say, hey, I just don't think I'm ready. Well, you know, and if we can create a roadmap for somebody to say, hey, you know, here's here's a credit situation we need to clear up. You know, if we don't start today, then it's just we're just delaying that 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 time. Right. So, again, it's it's just it's costing anybody money that is interested in, in buying. Um, you know, as you guys know, we have a very simple process. I have an introduction email that I shoot to folks, get that credit profile rolling. Again, if it's that we need to develop that roadmap for home ownership, we certainly do. Um, I use a program that's called Mortgage Coach. So it's it, it puts basically slides or scenarios side by side to say, okay, are we, is FHA the right way to go? Is VA versus conventional the way to go for those buyers? Um, and it, again, it, it's less of a sale for Casey and it's more of providing information to let those clients make an informed informed decision you know it's for for everybody this is probably some of the biggest transaction that mm-hmm. they'll ever face in their life for so sure. we want to make sure that that we have all the information that we need and it's funny how it works too as you guys know it's hey you know we're kind of interested can gina can you show us a house this weekend or have you been pre-approved no we're kind of getting that process and then they're not sure if they want to buy or not and then boom they're they find the one that they love and <laughs> in these crazy markets you know you got to have that letter in front of you that way um it makes that offer strong yeah. too so um, like I said, if, if, if anybody's interested, we'd just like to sit them down and, 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 and get with them as fa- fast as we can to make any changes that we need to, or, you know, it only okay. takes me 15 minutes once I yeah. have it in front of me early. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's the key though, is them bringing you everything. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's right. the key. <laughs> yep, exactly. Time, time is always seems to be a little bit of a bear, but, uh, no, but with, with help of, of everybody, if we can get yeah. it, get it done quick, it's usually a simple process. Simple process. Yeah. That's, that's the that's the key to this whole thing is, you know, especially in this market, if it's not fast, you're not in the game. You're, you got to be fast. That's right. Um, on this topic of the separate loans, can you just run me through what a typical down payment would be of a, like a conventional FHA just so that yep. people listening know what that is. Yeah. So, so obviously with your, with your government products, your VA is a, a 0% down product. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you have entitlement and you've and, and you're going to use your VA eligibility, you can get into that program for as little as zero down. Mm-hmm. You can choose to put more down if you like. Um, now, conventional actually has a three percent down payment option. So, actually, compared to FHA, which is a three and a half percent down minimum, um, conventional also has an option for as little as three percent down. Wow, I actually didn't know that it went that well. Personally, that's yep. cool. Um, so if I were, if I were now, do you, you do investment loans, right? Mm-hmm. Like for investment property. Okay. And then, so if I were to come to you and I want to buy an investment property that I'm not going to be residing in, mm-hmm. what would be my steps to, you know, start getting a loan for that? Yep. So that certainly changes the game a little bit. Um, you know, as uh, those uh, 0% or 3%, 3.5% down products that I talked about are, mm-hmm. just to clarify, are for your primary residence, right, yep. that you do yep. plan to occupy. Um, for those that are looking to invest in property, it depends on how many doors you have, right? Mm-hmm. So conventional is the only is the only route that you can go for an investment purchase. And again, it has to be, like I said earlier, it has to be less than, it has to be four doors or less. Anything yeah. five or more is considered a, a commercial product. So it's, it isn't your conventional secondary market lending. But if you're looking to buy a one unit investment investment property, you can get into that as for as little as 15% down. And then not only not only the percentage down that you need into the transaction, but they always make sure that you have a little extra money set aside, which we call reserves. It just makes um, 
make sure that you have that uh-oh money set aside, yeah. right? So yeah. you're going to do a reno for the first couple of months and you don't have renters. It's just, it's just an added little cushion, yeah. you know, that's required. Um, anywhere between two and six months reserves of your, of that payment, you know, is needed depending upon the credit decision. But then as you get into two to four doors, um, that's when it changes that down payment scheme a little bit. They do want 25% skin in the game. So a 25% <clears throat> okay. down payment. And then that reserve, that reserve number could wiggle a little could bit wiggle too. too. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, Something to also keep in mind is as someone continues to develop an investment portfolio, mm-hmm. that reserve number just gets a little greater. So if yeah. you have X amount of finance properties, then, you know, at that time, that reserve number it just needs to continue to grow yeah. just to make sure that, you know, you got six mortgages, you can have something to something. fall back on if you need to for, yeah, sure. for qualification. Yeah. I didn't know that section of that either. Mm-hmm. Learning. Um, so is it easier for somebody once they get a few going to get a loan, you know, once they get their portfolio going, mm-hmm. is it easier to get that money? From- uh, absolutely. <clears throat> so we, you know, we talk about that skin in the game or funding mm-hmm. that first transaction on your own. And that is, that's key. But once you develop, you know, a one or even, you know, a two year or even a one year history of being a yeah. landlord, you can actually use those rents that you're receiving from those other properties as income. And then also, if you once you have that history, you go to buy your second or third investment property, um, you can use those future rents uh, or any lease agreements that are in place on that mm-hmm. property to, to offset your new mortgage payment, which helps with your debt to income ratio. Yeah. Um, but but it does. I mean, you, you go to, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to pull a second job to, to afford no. the next payment, right? Right. But you can, you can start not. to use start to use those lease agreements and start to use that as future income as well too once you've developed that history which is great yeah that's awesome are you seeing lots of people investing in this market in your realm or do they even tell you yeah well with this with this property value growth that we're seeing there's just so many folks that that own property right now that that have gained equity every day right so we're starting to see a lot of people tap into that equity that they have do a cash out refinance (laughs) on either their primary or an investment that they have right now take that money, pull as much out as they can, and then, you know, buy more, re- mm-hmm. re- reinvest. And yep. people are diversifying a little bit too. I mean, the stock market's hot. They're putting as much money as they possibly can into that. And then now it's just a matter of, hey, let's let's do something different or do yeah. something fun. And, yeah. you know, as, as you guys know too, in, in the Great Falls community, you know, I think there's such a need for just revitalization in some of these properties. You know, folks are willing to put a little lipstick on the pig, if you will, and, yeah. and, and make some of these yeah. homes that are, basically inhabitable into something that's decent and, and yep. we just have you know we're starting to grow and our inventory isn't so yeah it's it is we're starting to see that which is really cool it is cool yeah it's good to see because great falls has been you know that 1900s build right everywhere you know so it's it's you gotta you gotta be with the times and flip it and then it becomes more value that's right so um you got any you got yeah, anything off the top How can somebody get in contact with you at Stockman? Um, well, you can you can Google me, right? Just my <laughs> right. name, Casey. But uh, yeah, Casey um, CaseyMowen.stockmanbank.com is a good way, good way to reach. And then also okay. just always at the office at seven seven one two three one six. All right, perfect. Well, that's about all all I can think of. This will be a shorter podcast, but that's good for um, people that don't have as much time in the day and. Uh, Thanks, Casey, for coming on and educating everybody. I'm sure this is probably going to be one of our more important podcasts because 
you know, first first time buyers and even repeating buyers still don't know right <laughs> how to get started yep. and we or can, what to do. We'll lay a little groundwork here and we'll dive in deeper. That's right. Deeper next you betcha. Yeah. You betcha. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the Ridgeline podcast and we'll uh, catch you next time.